1: Learn more at marines.com. It's time for the man who taught Vince Carter how to slam. You can't make this tough <laughs> The man who's three inspired the Curry family. Close it up. Close. I don't exaggerate. I congratulate. Put another masterpiece. It's time for you-know-who My man, Zeku. Goes airborne. It's Zeku hang Hangtime Podcast. Welcome in to the latest edition of the Hang Time Podcast. Your host, Sekou Smith, here in Atlanta. Uh, got a fantastic show lined up for you today. I don't know if we should call this maybe the Eastern Conference Power Hour. We got Udonis Haslam, the Miami Heat forward, veteran, leader. Spent some time with him. You have to bear with me a little bit on the background noise. On the Haslam interview, we talked to him in a room at the arena down in Miami, outside of uh, the room where all the players get interviewed at. There was a lot of background noise, people coming in and out. We spent a good chunk of time, though, in a corner in that room talking, digging in on a lot of topics uh, around the Miami Heat, his long career there, and uh, the leadership he's shown for what is the surprise team in the league. We also spent some time talking to James Ennis of the Philadelphia 76ers. The fact that those two teams squared off Wednesday night, uh, just so happens to be a good coincidence for you, for all of you, and for us as well. But we talked to James about the Sixers team, trying to trying to figure out what the DNA is on this bunch that was heralded by a lot of people to be the favorites in the Eastern Conference. So, check out interviews with both Udonis Haslam of the Miami Heat and James Ennis of the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. How long? Yeah, you You've been with me, got and to be associated with one team, one city like that i can't think of another
0: player who's that closely associated with his whole time yeah no nah, man it's it's definitely you know it's definitely a blessing um it's a gift and it's a curse you know it's a responsibility that come with being home you know every day yeah. you know what i'm saying not just coming home for the summer being home every single day right you know, I've, I've you know i've lost friends you know that i never thought i'd lose And I've made friends that I never thought I'd made, and I've been in circles that I never thought I'd be in. It's all been a part of my growth and my maturation, you know, on and off the basketball court. But, you know, make no mistake about it, I'm still ten toes down and affiliated with the other side, you know what I mean? And I keep my respect on that level, you know what I mean? And, And I move in a way where I don't separate myself from anybody, you know what I'm saying? I'm always, you know what I'm saying, I'm always there. Yeah. I'm always in the middle of the action, the good and the bad. You yeah. know what I mean, and and that's not a bad thing. That's just to say that you know what I'm saying. I, I, I still, I still, I still engage with my people, man. Yeah. I still engage with my people on every level. You yeah. know what I'm saying. I don't separate myself.
1: For this community too, I know they've seen winning. You know, time taking your time. You've win yeah. championships at the for fans to be able to link
0: up and be attached to that brand, the way they have it. man, what's that been like to see that, like to be able to go, winning championships and doing that. I mean, one thing I know about people from Miami is we got a lot of pride, and we got a lot of pride. We love to tell you we're from Miami. <laughs> we love to talk about where we from, and you know everything that goes on, you know, in this amazing, and it's a beautiful city. So, you know, that just adds to it you know what I'm saying the pride of saying we're the best in something you know what I'm saying not too many people they can say they're the best in something they can say uh, we play this we got here but to say you're the best in the entire world at one thing not too many can say that so to give the city the opportunity to say we have the best basketball team in the world right now um you know, it was a major accomplishment for us, one, for the organization, too, and obviously for the city as well. You know, just to add to the Miami bravado and the Miami swag and everything that comes with being in Miami. For you to be in this league this long, you see players come and go. Mm-hmm. For, you know, talented players, mm-hmm. various reasons
1: why guys last and don't laugh. Yeah. What's been the key to your longevity? How have you
0: maintained all these years? Evolution, man. Evolution, you got to evolve. You got to evolve or you won't be around. You know, Evolve or, or die, you know, is a quote that, you know, Coach spoke. Gave me a long time ago, you know what I mean? And, you know, at that time I wasn't trying to hear it, you know what I'm saying? Um, but evolution doesn't always mean on the basketball court, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes evolution means off the court as a leader, you know, as a professional, as a father, as a parent, you know, all those different things. So I had to evolve in a lot of different ways, man. You know, for me, I just had my head down and I just was looking to, you know, for me, I always carried a chip on my shoulder. So, you know, for me, I was always looking for the next challenge, the, the, the next, um, underdog opportunity to overcome and things like that to continue to just you know push myself you know but for me um, i've accomplished so much so now i had to take the focus off pushing myself and pushing other guys pushing other people pushing this program pushing the organization pushing this culture you know that's what i had to focus on
1: Right. That, you mentioned your work culture. has always been affiliated with the feeling. But it it's really the last decade you've been able to see it. You've been able to go from here to here to here to here, to here to, you know, back down and back up again. And now this current team is building back again with the same infrastructure. I was here for the finals four years in a row and, you know, we kind of get used to seeing the same people. The guy I'm a visiting a uh, lot is mean, the same as Penn Harris says, Dwayne Wade's rookie year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see him and remember. Him. Mm-hmm. Is it something about the consistency of the culture around here that facilitates all that? For this, You know, for Kendrick Young and for Harold to come in here and be able mm-hmm. to dive into something, absorb oh, so into something that's already established.
0: I mean, we believe in it. You know, we believe in it. We believe in it wholeheartedly, and we believe that. You know. Maybe it's not the only way to get it done, but, you know, it's our way to get it done. Is having everybody on one accord, um, having a foundation, having, you know, rules and guidelines, having um, guys like myself to implement, you know, those rules and guidelines. Because the thing is, it's one thing to be a coach and have a coach give direction and do what coaches do. It's another thing to have someone in the locker room living, breathing, example of the culture as yes, you want no, to
1: through, through the uh
0: Trans, um, that you want to transfer to those guys, that you want to, you know, embark upon them, you know what I'm saying? So I'm that living, breathing example of this culture, and uh, not only am I living, breathing example, but I'm living it every day, and you know, I'm showing you every day. I'm putting in the work, whether I'm playing or not, and I'm showing you what the results of that culture can bring to you, you know, the sacrificing and everything, what it can bring if you do it the right way, you know, because everybody wants to hear the word sacrifice until it's time for them to sacrifice. And it's like, me? Oh, really? No, not my turn. Let him do it. You know what I'm saying? But everybody has to do it. Even Brian had to do it to an extent. Even D Way, even C B, you know, we all had to sacrifice to be, you know, champions. So um it's one thing to preach that and it's another thing to see somebody that's better about that life. Did you did you have conversations? With some of these younger, I noticed. I don't know if you do this all time. You the last
1: person to say something in the huddle before the game start every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. what? You have to tell me what you said, but I'm saying, what is the thing that is consistent that you preaching?
0: We all we got, we all need. We all got, we all need. Nobody better than us. And that's the last thing I say. Before that, it's a lot of other stuff. But I ended with, we all we got, we all we need, nobody better than us. And I truly believe that the only thing that matters is the people in this organization, you know, overall. But, you know, more importantly, the people in this locker room that come to work every day, put their ass on, and, you know, collab on one common goal.
1: You talked about the sacrifice. that yeah, it's an out everybody. What was that like going from that era when y'all had those horse trains? I was in picking up after that, like for y'all, just internally.
0: From Man. that zenith to back to grinding again. Yeah, you know, it, t- it was tough. It was humbling. You know what I mean? But, you know, for me, I've been to the bottom before, so my survival instincts kick in. You know what I mean? And that's who I am and what I am. You know, when I'm challenged, when I'm at the bottom, you know, the last thing you're going to hear me say is, This is too hard. You know, I'm never going to say it's too hard. The last thing you're going to hear me say is, you know, why not us? You know, what, this, that. No, I'm never going to complain. I'm going to find a way to try to overcome and beat the odds. So, you know, going into those seasons where, you know, obviously we had lost all those guys and the things weren't looking well, I still believe in our in our group. You know, I still believe in our coaching staff. I still believe that, you know, to push this culture, you know, um, to get these guys to go to the next level. So, I'm always gonna. I'm always gonna believe in. You know, I look for a challenge. So, you know, with that opportunity coming, you know, and all, losing all those guys, I saw it as an opportunity to 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 you know be even more of a leader, embark even more of my my voice in this culture on guys because yeah. we, that's when we needed it the most. Yeah. Did you did you look at the opportunity?
1: You know, guys have chance to leave and go. Yeah. And I mean, you could have. He could have bounced from me I'm
0: sure, yeah. several times. Yeah. Did you weigh that against... It's always a it's always a thought process, yeah. you know, just because once you walk away from this game, you don't get these years back, yeah. you know. So, you know, everybody knows that, you know, my last, you know, few years have been, you know, more from a mentoring part. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you see guys that... You know, move on from somewhere where they've been a long time in order to put themselves in positions to play. And I saw that around the league. I saw, you know, David West leave Indiana when I never thought he would. You know, you saw, you see what you know, Vince Carter playing on different teams after he left Toronto. Obviously, you never thought he would. You know, you see Tony Parker leave San Antonio, and you never thought he would. You see guys like myself that have been in situations where, you know, they've played for so many years, and you never think they'll leave, and then you see them leave. I say to myself, damn. You know, I, I get it. I get it because we can still play, and we still want to play. But sometimes organizations tend to move in different direction. It's not no fault of the player or the organization. That's just how the business goes sometimes. But, you know, for me, being, home, being here in this city has always been bigger than basketball. You know, I've had a chance to impact this city in ways that I never thought. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting jobs in the community. You know, I got, you know, low-income housing, you know, that we're building right now, and single-family homes that we're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so those are the things that I'm most proud of, you know, right up there with my rings and my championships. So I've always seen the bigger picture and played the long game instead of the short game. But they, they could have moved on, you know, as an organization, too. Like, I know sports
1: talked about it before, you know. It, it got, you get off to a rough start with Brian and Bosch and him. You know, this is the best start job had at home mm-hmm. in the history of the franchise. You know, you think, well, how in the world did not they start like this when they had a super team? Mm-hmm. But this organization is impactful. Is it's in it Mickey Harrison. It's just the way they operate in terms of that consistency. It's not going to change with the win. Like some organizations we build every year, it starts over from scratch. You know, we, we, we
0: are who we are, man. We are who we are. You know, we don't shy away from who we are and what we are. And we understand that, you know, it might not be for everybody, but, you know, we are who we are. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna take the hard road. You know, we don't want anything easy. You know, we're gonna put the work in, we're gonna we we're we are we're gonna rely on our foundation and our fundamentals and our culture and um we're gonna push through. When you when you sit back and look at the spans
1: of your career, what's been the not that you can have one highlight, but what's been a couple of things on the court that you look back and say, Man, that's when the basketball was like at its purest,
0: its best, when y'all was just playing and you know, competing, going at it in that thing. I mean, that first that first training camp when we first bought the big three in, and that training camp that we had on that Navy base. Yeah. That was, <clears throat> that was fun. Fun from a competitive get better standpoint because I really didn't care what Chris Bosh had done at Toronto. I want to see what you can do here. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't care that you average 20. You yeah. didn't play against me all 82 games. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying and it was the same thing with D-Wade and LeBron Man, the way they challenged each other every day pushing each other playing one-on-one after practice you know what I'm saying um, that was one of the most competitive but fun you know um, overall you know training camp experiences in my life um, I have an opportunity to uh, win the rebounding record you know playing at home winning the record at home against Milwaukee um, breaking the Miami Heat rebounding record was an amazing accomplishment and um, and then winning those championships, man. You know, that's what we play for. You know, that's what you shut, shut off your phone for in the playoffs. And, you know, you start reading books and, you know, you disconnect from your kids. And you know, all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, you, know, you spend more time, you know, alone. Uh, On your off days, you know, that's what you do it for. You know, you got to be obsessed a little bit to win a championship. People think that, you know, you just got to work hard and have the best team, but it's not always that. It's not always the best team. And the people that work hard, you know, it's the people that's willing to give up the most in those times and those moments to win those championships because it's a lifestyle change. You know, winning a championship, you have to change your life going into playoff time. You're just not going to go through the same things that you do every day and hanging out with your boy, going to dinner and, you know, up all night, watching TV. No, when you get into that playoffs, it's a whole different. Different ball game.
1: You you see Jimmy coming here now, and you know better than anybody the mantle he's going to have to carry in terms of leadership around here. You and d carry have carried it forever. Mm-hmm. Does he understand, and, and do you have to make him understand exactly what that means around here? It's I not mean, the same as leading in Minnesota or somewhere else necessarily. It's a different kind of...
0: I think leadership. he understood, but until you're a part of it, until you're involved in it, until you're in the trenches, you know, you can't fully grasp what it takes. But every game, he's getting more and more comfortable. And every game, I'm giving him more and more confidence to let him know, hey, you 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 you're built for this. Like, we don't have to mold you. We don't have to tell you, you are a Miami Heat guy. You are one of our kind of guys. Now, just let that out on the basketball court. Be vocal about that. If guys aren't playing at your level, let them know. Because we know what your level is. And that doesn't mean everybody has to produce offensively the way you do. That's just not the way of the game. Playing at your level mentally, physically, emotionally, competing at the highest. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you have the right to call guys out on that. And we do that here. And it's not a calling out of a disrespectful way. It's holding guys accountable, which is another foreign language in this, work, in, this in, in this league. Nobody wants to be held accountable. You're held accountable. It's like you're speaking another language. Accountability is like... With this era and this league and what they call themselves, the millennials or whatever. No such thing. Nobody (laughs) wants to be accountable. Everybody's sensitive.
1: Yeah. It is it is a different beast, man. I I was just watching Jimmy the other night when y'all played Chicago. Like, if he'd have played that way in other places, his whole image would be different. Like, he didn't mind sharing, sacrificing like you said. Like, young guys take a shot. You know, you he just played, and he talked about it after the game, and he's like, listen, we just playing. He's like, we're not worrying about all that extra stuff. Does the, that layer of P.S. get wiped away down here? Like, you're not going to be able to come down here and carry on and keep up nonsense with the culture that y'all have around here, miss let real. They said a couple of cats on the bench. Excuse me. They sit a couple of cats on the bench. they making big money, but you're not gonna play down here. Not on rock, with the way business is done, you know what I mean. Yeah. Do, do players understand that? You think when they come down here and, and get involved in this organization,
0: yeah. they will. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't, they will. Right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta fall in line, man. Yeah. You gotta fall in line about what we're about, yeah. and who we are. You know, as as a team, as an organization, and um, you know, for Jimmy. You know, it's natural because yeah. we're like him, and he's like us. You know, a, a bunch of guys with chips on their shoulders, a little edgy, and yeah. want to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we all relate. Yeah. You know, you
1: like I was laughing with Tim Donner, like you're gonna you're gonna be stuck right forever. You know that, right? Right? Huh? you ain't never gonna get out of here. Like you're gonna be here. You'll be suited up in a few years. You know what I'm saying? Like they got a history that in this organization with certain guys for whatever reason that that just had that vein. You know, nope. so. You know, other guys, like, you, you're stuck
0: here now, right? <laughs> it's your city, so you... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, listen, one thing about it, two things for sure. I'm always be controlling control going outside these doors. Um, <laughs> up in here, this belong to them. So, yeah. But outside these doors, I control everything out there on them streets. So, at the end of the day, man, yeah, I'm always going to be connected to this organization. I'm always going to be the, the man out there in, in the city and in the streets. But, um, you know, coaching... You know, what, what, what the next step is, I don't really know, man. Yeah. I love impacting these guys. I love being around these guys. But, you know, once again, I got kids that are growing up yeah, fast. Right. I got a older son that's playing college football. Right, right. A 12-year-old that's travel baseball. It's definitely like he's in the MLB. <laughs> it's like the traveling with this stuff, man. And yeah. The, bait, the pitching practice and the batting practice. Right. And I got an 8-year-old. He's just a stud at all sports, so he plays everything. Yeah. You know, not to mention my businesses and my Starbucks and my Einstein and my chick. And and then my low-income housing. And then, you know, obviously, you know, just everything. You know what I'm saying? You know, I want to be able to do it all. um, But I just got to figure it out. Yeah, no doubt, man. Good to see you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Appreciate you. Thank
1: you. You You know it. Appreciate Miami Heat forward Udonis Haslam for the time. Very interesting conversation with him. Um, Be interested to see where this Heat team goes the rest of the season. Now we hear from uh, James Ennis of the Philadelphia 76ers and his thoughts on what they got going on in Philly and, and what the projection looks like for them the rest of the season. James Ennis making his uh first appearance here on the Hang Time podcast. I appreciate you taking some time James. Um you got you got one of the more interesting roads to NBA veteran, man. I you know, if somebody was to look at your bio and see all the places you've been and and the route you had to take to get to the league, how would you describe it to him, just from, you know, from Ventura to, you know, Long Beach State to where you are now?
2: Um, I felt like, you know, like you said, a long road. Um, I felt like I just had to take, you know, I took the long route pretty much. Um, But, you know, everybody has their own... Their own path their own story behind everything but I'm just um happy um'm in the n b a after the long route just staying focused and I'm committed to you know just my my dream
1: yeah what what was that like going to the other side of the world to play like you know it, it, with the perth Wildcats and, you know and all these other places what was what was that like for a young guy having to you know leave everything you knew to go that far to start
2: um. You know, it was, it was pretty tough because it was my first time over the water, and um, I was my first year out of college. Yeah, I was my uh, cause I got um, I got drafted, and um, I had a a choice to play in uh, the G League or go overseas, and um, you know, I chose um overseas because you know, just cause my um, the money situation with my family and stuff like that. Um, I feel like going over there will. You know, help us a little bit, a little bit more with that. And uh, it did, but, you know, it was kind of tough. Um, um, I was alone, but I definitely, um, got comfortable pretty quick because just, you know, the, uh, the Perth Wildcats, you know, you know, just a good organization, you know, good teammates, you know, brought me in like, uh, like a brother.
1: Yeah. Did you was it more comfortable right away on or off the court, like what took the longer adjustment on the court or just adjusting to the lifestyle of living there
2: just a, I felt like um just the lifestyle living there because i have never uh been um been alone away from my family that far
1: hmm. interesting you
2: so i mean you you
1: obviously get back to the league and and find your way um you've been on some some interesting teams to say the least during your NBA years. Um, You know, you had a stint in Miami, obviously a couple of stints in Memphis um, with the Pelicans, Detroit, you know, Houston. What's been the most compelling stop for you in terms of where did you feel like you had really solidified yourself in the NBA? Which one of those stops, which team did you feel like, all right, I'm established now and, and I think I'm, in a place where I'm going to be here for a while?
2: I really haven't been in no place for a while, so, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know I've been jumping around, you know, for my whole life. You know, I feel i um, unstable. So my biggest my biggest goal right now is just to be stable and, um, you know, find a home here at uh, Philadelphia. But I feel like Memphis, you know, gave me another chance. Um, and I feel like... Um, I solidified myself a little bit there. And um, definitely when I got called up to play with the Falcons, I showed that I belonged in the NBA. Right,
1: right. What, what I'm curious, too. What did anybody ever tell you as to why you couldn't stay in one spot? Like, what was it that they no. said was lacking? Or where were you? Was it just bad timing? fit? What, what, what do you think it was?
2: I guess bad timing, um, you know, Like you said, every year it's more – it's like everybody's coming in, new draft coming in. Um, I guess it's, yeah, bad timing. And just the situation as far as in, like, my position, I feel like the biggest thing is um, just being consistent. I feel like I wasn't that consistent. That's why I probably moved around a lot. And injuries.
1: Got you. This this Philly team – you know, came into the season with a lot of expectations. Um, you know, a lot of people talking about the Sixers being the team to beat in the East and, you know, having Joel and Ben and, you know, al Horford and just having such a a talented roster. Um, what has been the, the, the journey for this team just throughout the first quarter or so of this season in terms of getting adjusted to the newness of the roster? Do you feel like you guys have... Hit a comfort zone at all yet? In terms of what you're gonna be as a group?
2: Oh, I think I think we um, we still have some things a lot like we still have a couple things. That, you know, it's like it's a it's a quarter, but um, I feel like we're not at our best yet. Um, I feel like we still gotta gel a little bit more, but but so far, you know, we're doing pretty good. Um, yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of these,
1: yeah, yeah. Do you do you feel like uh, in a league where everybody is playing pace and space and shooting threes, you got you guys are kind of uh, going against the grain of that. Do you think that is a benefit for you guys? Does, is that something that you have to be able to take advantage of in the postseason? I'm curious if if you feel like that's been one of the hurdles in terms of getting everybody, you know, into a cohesive group for this team.
2: Yeah, I feel like we're. All- no, we, we have the ability. We're a lot bigger. Like you said, we're a lot bigger. Um, we just got to um, capitalize um, on our size. Definitely, we have one of the best big men in the league. And um, that's in a point guard, two point guard position. And um, just got to capitalize on our size and take advantage of that. And um, But I feel like, you know, we have people who shoot the ball as well. So once everything comes together, you know, who knows?
1: Where do you think you are at this stage of your career in terms of what kind of player you are? I mean, you, you've had obviously some some really great moments. Um, but as you said, you know, just, you know how it is. It's a, you got to establish yourself, I guess, every year. It's just one of those things where you're proving yourself all the time. Where's your game at now?
2: Well, my, my game's, you know, that 3 and D type of guy, um, bring energy. You know, I definitely love crashing the offensive glass, try to get us a Try to get second um uh, possessions second chance possessions um I feel like um I'm shooting the ball more consistently um this year than I have in my past years and do you
1: think i mean when you when you imagine you know how this career continues for you i mean guys are playing you know deep into their you know 30s now we see i mean vince carter still running around the league um right you know lebron turns 35 at the end of this month i mean is is it a thing now where players are looking at their 30s and not looking at it as the end but sometimes maybe that's the stretch where you really catch catch fire and be you know and kind of reach your potential maybe after 30 as opposed to hitting 30 and that kind of being the end of a career
2: um biggest thing like you said um I feel like just taking care of your body so you can be able to um, be able to play at the at the speed that uh, the NBA is now. So um, I know from twenty eight to like thirty one, thirty two that's like your prime. So mm-hmm. definitely a lot of um, a lot of room for growth. You know. Your growth with with Philly
1: as well. Do you think you know? I know you mentioned you said you're trying to establish. You know, something long lasting there. Do you think that's the the right fit? I mean, and I don't mean that just from a situational perspective, but just in terms of the culture of a team, a, a city, and an organization. Do you feel like you finally kind of found that right spot?
2: Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely have. I feel like it. Um, you know, I'm really, I'm a, I'm a lot more comfortable here than um than last year when I when I came, in the you know the mid season. No, just right. I love the city. Um, I love our our fans and just everybody in our organization. And um, I'm, just, I know we could do big big things here.
1: No doubt, man. Well, look, I appreciate it, James. Just wanted to check in, and you know, like I said, it's it, it, we're trying to figure out this entire season, man. You know, you bounce around from team to team, trying to figure out what makes them tick. What do you, what do you think? ultimately makes this this Sixers team tick how do you guys reach your goals and get to the finish line at the end of the season how, what do you think it's going to take just overall for the entire group for you guys to get there
2: I feel like you know um once we establish you know our offensive flow um I know we're gonna we're gonna defend no matter what um that's that's what we hang our heads on um defending being disruptive like you like I said earlier um we're we're on the biggest teams in the league, so we just gotta you know capitalize more on mid-matches um, match and um uh, you know continue to uh, share the ball.
1: It's gonna be interesting, man. Well, look, I appreciate it, James. Good luck the rest of the way, man.
2: Appreciate it, thank you.
1: Once again, we want to thank you, Donis Haslam of the Miami Heat, James Ennis of the Philadelphia 76ers joining us here on the Hang Time Podcast. Very interesting stuff. You always like to dig in with players around the league to find out. What's going on with their teams? Kind of what makes them tick. Um, so we appreciate those guys and, and the PR staffs in both cities for helping make that happen. Um, we'll have some more good stuff for you next week. Christmas week. Happy holidays in advance of the holiday to everybody. And we'll see you right here next week on the Hang Time Podcast. Thanks for listening to Sekou Smith's Hang Time Podcast. Make sure to check
0: out previous episodes on apple podcasts spotify MBA.com backslash hang time, or wherever you listen to podcasts until next time hoops fans